0: in church and like I said, the lights went out and hindered us somewhat but we got to come good to see all of you and the lord bless you and our time is running short and every time we get a chance to worship god we better do it and uh i appreciated the the services that we just had there that man talked and said some things that was uh Waitley, some things that stirred me. And uh, he asked us to pray a prayer and, uh, some, and it caused you to think when you had to pray and, and and he said, finish it at home and all these things. And, I, you know, he said one thing that I really thought about and I believed it, I've always believed it, he said, if you wasn't a soul winner, you couldn't be saved. And, uh, you know, that kind of, that would shake anybody. He said, if you're not soul winner. there's a scripture in the Bible that says, don't come empty-handed. And some of us will have to bring more than one. Everybody has to bring one, but he said some two and some five. Double that ten and four and two. And all that you know, just stirs us, stirs us. And of course, I thought immediately, I said, well, but a lot of difference in Boston and Melville. And, uh, I passed in small towns too. And, and I was just thinking today, I was in Anacoka, and, and about, a, there's about a thousand population in Anacoka at the time. But Mangum was in Alexandria, and he was running. 15 there's about there was a, a 72 thousand population and he was running about 1500 I was running about two two and 250 and and so you see percentage wise I was doing good you know coming on the morning I had to work with but but Melville you know and he he brought out so many things um, about uh how to win people and what to do to win people and this, it brought some some uh, inserts out of some scripture that I really hadn't thought about before and I know he said they won't come except my spirit draw them but we have to carry that spirit to them That's right. and you see they just uh, we've got to manifest that spirit and and <clears throat> there was a lawyer one time at the we knew good and he was a he's a good man, he's a good lawyer. And and he said that um if I take a client's money, he said if I take his money and I agree to defend him, he said the first thing I got to do is make myself believe he's innocent. He said it don't make no difference what anybody said. It don't make any difference what the object side, what to bring up, nothing, nothing. He said if I defend him like that, I've got to do. I gotta believe he's innocent, or I cannot fight for him, like that I should if I take his money. And so he said, when I agreed to defend a man, woman, he said, I first thing I do, I make myself believe they innocent. And and uh, he said, if I don't, I couldn't fight. Well, in Melville here, uh, you see, we're all close. We know just about everybody, and, and uh, a lot of us is kin people, close kin, relatives, and and uh, we know a lot of things. And there's been a lot of things happened over the years. Any time that, I don't think there's any family, but what ain't had some type of disagreements and some things has happened that, that cause the grievance in families and and, you know, I know that I'm, I've knew people back then, they wouldn't speak for weeks and months and years because of something that happened. You know, it's just because something happened. And, you know, sometimes we can be wrong, and it's easy to be wrong. And But I know one thing, that if if we got to be a soul winner to be saved, and then that ought to clean a lot of the slate, you know. And and if if we believe that the Lord will save anybody, and then that ought to clean some more slate. That's right. Amen. If and if we believe that um, we're working for the Lord, you see, and we we're gonna have to get out there. We cannot afford to let nothing in the past or future hinder us from being. A witness, you know, to present this to people. Uh, we have a big family. And there was eight of us boys and five girls. And we'd all married and it grew, it grew and grew. My baby brother, uh, he was uh, living in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And he was down in, New and he was a baby. And, uh, and then lots of time, mama loves a baby more than anybody else, seen like this cause it's a baby. And so, one time, just to kind of make a long story short, there's some, some of mama's money come up short. Not much, she didn't have much money, but, uh, the, the word got around that she didn't have any money, it was gone. And, um, and you know how I talk, just talking around, talking to somebody, I said, I guarantee y'all know what happened. I, I guarantee you, I, I know who done it. And so, the word got out that, that they said, my oldest brother's wife probably wouldn't have done it. Well, that was, that was his wife. And that put wood on the fire. And, uh, and it just it began to get pretty big around. And, and uh, it just got big. But my oldest brother, he was, uh, he had the Holy Ghost, but he, he didn't believe that and, and he didn't believe that people could be saved if they said that and it wasn't right even though it was family and it just kept on it was getting big I'd hear it around I'd hear it around and I was getting uneasy because I knew them eight of them boys and I knew them and uh, I was pastoring church and and uh, I had pastored several of them I had two or three or four of them and boys i pastored them and and it was kind of hushed, hush. Anyhow, Elliot kept worrying about it. He said, something more to be done about this. He said that uh, it, it's just, it's this family and somebody will be lost. And he said it ought to be brought out. And he just wouldn't, he wouldn't take no for answer. And I wanted it to be hushed. I really did. I guarantee you I did. I didn't. And, and but anyhow, it didn't stay hushed. One. I got a call. Said brother Cornelius. Said, uh, "Won't you come to Monroe?" Said we're meeting in brother Ellick's house, and said we're going to settle this thing once for The family's going to meet. And brother, I tell you, I was trembling. I was trembling. I knew it was a touchy situation. It was rough, and it was terrible. I was praying. And everybody was praying, but it wasn't, I had no choice but to go. I knew. I knew them boys. And I knew they'd stand for what they believed. So we went and we was all there. And, and, lots of them, you know, I was pastored and a lot of them, they, they figured that, that I knew a lot more than I made like. And I knew I was going to get in the muzzle with the gun if it got hot. I knew that. And, but, but, uh, Brother Ellick said that, they said that my wife had took that money and said, And, and she didn't. And said, I think we need to find out who did. If anybody did. Who said it? Said somebody said it. Now I'm, I'm talking about our immediate family. I'm talking about us boys and our sisters. That's touchy. And, but, but, uh, anyhow, it come on down. And so when we, we started the situation, best know how. And, um, one of my sisters, Kind of in the first of the meeting, uh, I don't know, I never could understand it all, but she stood up and she said, Brother Cornelius, I said that. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that said that. And said that I really believed it. She said, I believe that Edna took that money. And said, I said it, and they said that if she didn't, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And said, "I want all y'all to forgive me, please, Alec, Edna, all y'all, will y'all, please forgive me uh, and, and, for saying that." But said, I, "I was honest about it. I said that uh, I, I really, I really believe that, but apparently I'm wrong." We here looking at each other in the face and before God, and, and said, "Now, nah, i uh, I'm going please." And and so naturally there was tears and crying uh, in the house. And uh, and so in the process of all this, uh, the some more things turned up, and and that was uh, that was finished. I'm sorry about that. Get that old with. And it um, ironed it out and hugged hugged one of his neck and. Uh, but the the money situation, my mother had give that money to that baby boy. Uh, he had come through down here in Louisiana, and and he went by to see Mama, and he spent a night or two with her, and and uh, and so mother gave that money, which was all right. It was her money, give it to him. Uh, it's one to but but. You see, I was—I was I an was opinion. That's what happened, but, but I couldn't say because I didn't know. But anyhow, Eli, he—he said it needs to be brought out, and I left there. Uh, Brother Majors, I want you to know, I left there. I don't know how I felt, but I went there. Scared. I want you to know I was scared. I—I I wasn't just scared. I—I I never was easy to be scared or nothing. But I want you to know I was dreading that. Because I knew them boys. I knew Elec, my oldest brother. I knew him. And I knew Brother Jack. And I knew them girls. But to see the Holy Ghost moved in there. Elec was right. He was in the will of God. And we got that all on now. And it was, and, and, and all of us forgot it. And and Calvin had died with a heart attack. Just not, He was already... Pious, a young man, dropped dead of a heart attack. Kenotion, he's gone. Mother uh, was gone, and and but you see that old thing was still hanging on us. The devil was still using that thing to hinder the to, the family, and it was hindering their spirituality. Sure. every time that uh, uh, somebody stand up to testify, Elix said, "Yeah, you may have been the one who done it. You may who somebody done it. Somebody done it." And so we got that all out of our family, and 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 ironed it out. We we was I left there. I don't know. I felt I was so thankful to God, and I was so thankful that Alec had the uh, you know the mind of God or had the, the the something or another that he it needed to be fixed. And he cleared his family, and he's Alec's dead now and gone, and his wife is just about ready to go, but. Uh, Eric uh, he passed on speaking in tongues, living for, loving God. He he left here with a clean heart. And um, brother Gip, he's gone now. My other brother, he's dead and gone. He left here with a clean heart. He loved. We loved. We. I mean, not. A, I don't think there's a cross in our family, and it's because Eric said no. It's got to be something done about it. He something got to be done about it. He said. It, it, it's to it's upstir. We're being hindered. Uh, we can't worship like this. We can't live like this. We can't go to heaven like this. And so he said, let's get this all out. Yes. And, uh, and I said all that uh, because I don't know a lot about Melville, but I know there's a lot of kin folks here. And where there's a whole lot of kin folks, a lot of you're going to have problems. Sure. You're going to have things that comes up. Sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. And you'd be surprised when it gets started, it gets bigger and bigger. It just keeps it growing. It just keeps it going, And, and uh, there's no way to, to to iron all this out. You see, there's a lot of y'all in the church, a lot of out of the church. But I'm talking about we're not in Boston. If, if we was in Boston, we wouldn't have to worry about what I'm, I'm saying. But we're in Melville. And if we're going to if we're going to have revival in Melville, and if we're going to be soul winners in Melville, we first got to get our, our own soul right. Praise God! You see, if we're going to have a if we're going to be soul winners, we got to get this. See, we one family. It don't make no difference what your name is or who you are if we're a member of this church. We one family. You see, and we can't have a, a, a fuse and spews and be soul winners. You see, we're going to have to manifest the Spirit of God. And when each one of us leaves here, we'll be witnesses to Him out there, wherever we go. And it will take us a little time, but, um, but the Lord helping us, it won't take a lot of time. And, uh, I mean, uh, get rid of this. Now, we couldn't do like Eric did, bring us all together and, and thrice it out. That would take too long. We're too big of a family here. But by us knowing what we know and everything... I believe like that lawyer said, I made myself believe it was innocent. And and what we got to do at Melville to be a soul winner, we're going to have to make ourselves believe that God is merciful and that He is a forgiving God and that He said all manner of sin and blaspheming will be forgiven you except blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. And see, and so, no, there's not many people blaspheme. There's gonna be less people in hell for blaspheme than any other one sin. And just, it's just not, you can't hardly blaspheme. You got to have the Holy Ghost and you got to deny God deny his name to blaspheme. So you ain't gotta worry about that. But what me and you will have to do is to get on our face to God and say, make ourselves believe you innocent. Praise God. If we can make ourselves believe you, you, you've been forgiven. You know, there's people holding grudges against some people, and God had forgiven them people a long time ago. Them people that got out and prayed and fasted and got forgiveness of it, and, and, uh, and, and it's on the blood, and somebody is still holding a, a grudge against that. But see, in, in Melville Church here, in our church, oh, uh, we got the greatest church. You see, but they, if you just think about what it would be, if you could leave, if we could all leave here one service, like we left Monroe that night I left there shaking my head I, I ain't Delia there's not a better saint you couldn't be a better saint one time uh, just show you how humble and, and, and how she loved God and she was praying she prays still does oh she's praying and so she's thinking about her husband and, uh, and how he worked for him how good he was to him and she went and got a pan of water and she come in there and told him, said, honey, I said, you just said, I'm going to wash your feet. She said that you get out in this cold and hang an iron down there and it doesn't make any difference, make us a living, strive and make us a living. And she said, I want you to know I'm thankful for you. She said, I want you to know I love you for it. I said, I just want to wash your feet. And she washed her husband's feet. And she done it, and she... And not just that time she loved him, loved his children, still do, live for God. You, you wouldn't believe how close she lives for God, close to perfect. But, but you see, uh, for some way or another, right in that, in that home, right in that home, she said, I just know Edna done that. The reason, she said, that mama thought more of Edna than she did any other her sister in laws looked like. She, she, she liked her. And uh, and uh, and Deely thought because Mama liked her that much, she said that she's just she's just about to want it done. She is wrong. And see, you think what an upster! It'd like to cause the whole several in our family to be lost. But Brother Ellick, he he come on in there and stood in there. And so I just thought I'd say that to all of us uh, here at, uh, at Melville with Brother Majors. We uh, I appreciate Brother Majors, Sister Majors. I love them. Uh, he's kind, good, helps everybody, and he needs help. and um, And he handles things, uh, you know, uh, in ways that you wouldn't do it. He handles things ways that I wouldn't. But uh, you see, but he's he, but the the Lord uses him to handle things in his family. This is his family. You see, so I handle things in my family like you wouldn't do it. And uh, so you handle things like I would do it. But see, brother, this but a major family. So we got to agree. And we got to believe he's right. When he handles this thing, if you don't really agree with him, just keep your mouth shut and just wait a minute. What I want to say, we one family. And if there's, uh, and, and there's no way you can go ahead and, and straighten out all these things you heard. You, uh, you see, I'm talking from experience, not here, but I just know this happens. I pastored. I just know what happened. I've had to meet with families, and and you'd be surprised uh, how wrong somebody is when they thought they was right, and and they meant it. They wasn't lying. Nothing. They thought they was right, but uh, like somebody uh, said that uh, I talk about, I had to ride away and said I'm right, and somebody said, yeah, you might be dead right too. You know, you just just. It's just, uh, just don't, don't stand too hard. You could be wrong. If you're right, just hold tight. Right or come out, won't it? And I just thought how that if me and you win people in this town, I thought that, uh, the population is thin and, and we've not got a lot to do, but there's a lot of people lost here. A lot, people. a lot of people lost here, but I tell you what, we can re-fire. I believe if me and you, uh, uh just uh, do like I'm talking about. Get a hold of ourselves. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, said, I, I believe they innocent. Said, I don't believe they feel that way about me. And I believe that they have made that right. He said, I know he drowned in some of my ducks, but said, I don't care. I got some more ducks. I, I, I'm going to get rid of them. Yes, I said, I'm pretty sure he cut my fence, but said, have said, who are on the fence? God's fixing to come. and said, I got to win a soul said, if he cut my fence, I'm going to win him to God. You see, you see. And just get to think about them things. I'm just naming a couple of things. I said, oh, yes, so-and-so told me, so-and-so told me. You see, uh, you know I, The Bible said both life and death is in the power of the tongue. And, and that's where this thing all starts amongst Pentecostals in our church. But I'd like for us here at Melville... To do just like that man was talking about, if we'll just uh, uh, get this under blood and go to praying, and, and, and why you praying? Some kind of man said, "God, I, I, I'm, I'm making the right that lawyer said, I believe it's over with. it. I, I'm not going. I believe it's over with." And all of us do that, and we could leave here one night like we left Monroe, and you're talking about a revival. We'd have it because God would go with us. There's some things that God won't. There's some places he won't go. To some things he won't bless over. We can't win our soul un- until uh, we get him on our side. We just got to win him, get him on to our side, you see. You first got to get him to loving us and liking us. And if there's some friction and he don't like us, it'll, it'll kill us. And so we somehow or another, we can do it. We can we can stop it and, and, and just, uh, you know, me and Sister Mike talks. And, uh, and I, I tell her, Sister Mike, I said, now, she's not well, supposed to be. I said, now, listen, you can rebuke the devil, but you can't rebuke an elder. <laughs> I said, you just can't do it. See, us, us preachers is elders. And so you just got to they're quiet. <laughs> Praise God. And so you see, <laughs> and, and, and that's true. That's true. We are preachers. You see, you just can't jump up and 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 it's not because that we're brother majors, and brother Mike, and brother Philip. I ain't that ain't it. It's a call of God. And you see, and, and it's just a call of God. I had a black man in the army. You know, back when World War II, we were segregated. You know, and so. And uh, they was going to this old boy uh, to to salute this black man, and he wouldn't do it. And so they was bringing him up, you know, to court martial him or do something whatever to him. And so they told him, said, "Now listen, you're not saluting that man. I said you're saluting this uniform. You saluting what he represents?" He said, "Well, pull a uniform off of him. I'll salute it all day." <laughs> you see, so but uh, the the. But you see what I'm talking about is is different. We got to get this thing down down in here, and we got to believe. That lawyer said I got to make myself believe he's innocent, and if me and you will get out here, and make us believe everybody live right. When somebody testifies, you got to believe that's true. Thank God, that's true. Praise God. Thank God, bless him. You see, and you, when when you, you see him smile. Um, we crossed the ferry a while ago, brother, Major, down to St. Francisville, all of us, and that was a, a, a that was a sad looking bunch of deckhands, wasn't it, brother, mate? Uh, uh, they, I don't know if it's mad because of working in the rain or what, but I'm telling you, they was long-faced, it would have took three razor blades to give one of them a shave. He, he, he's, he was sort of walking around there with a head down. They was doing the job, but it looked like it was killing them. There, there wasn't no joy either. you see so that's what me and you got to overcome we got a job to do we got to win some souls and we and to do it we got to do it with joy we got to like our job yes. praise God we got to love our job thank God and, and on and on you just think about what we got to do I'm, I've been thinking a lot about what that preacher said yes, sir. he said I couldn't be saved if I didn't win a soul and I'm gonna tell you what I can't win. Who I want to win? You see, the very soul that I might could win, that might be the one that I, I said I, I don't know much about him. I said, yeah, I know he, I know what he done. He he drowned in my duck, and I know he did. And uh, and I don't I don't believe he can be saved. But you see, that might be that might be mine. That's right. You see, that might be mine. I might be killing myself. We one family. Eric said we need to get this, we need to find out what's going on. Thank God we used, you, you just cannot hold a grudge. One man said the worst load you ever towed in your life was two watermelons and a cross cut saw. And, and that's just about right. I never have tried to tow two watermelons and a cross cut saw, but he said that's the hardest load to pack you ever packed. And that's just about the way of somebody trying to live for God and, and holding something against somebody. And holding something in this arm, holding something against this arm, and a cross cut saw on your shoulder about to fall off. I'm gonna tell you to be happy in God. You gotta shuck it off. You just a well to shuck it off. You got to make yourself believe they're a child of God. You got to make yourself believe they're on their way to heaven. And you don't see below the column on. You cannot see in that inner sanctum, sanctorum down there where them and God lives and they mail straightened that thing out and got everything all fixed up and you going around on your way to hell thinking it's still there. Oh, this man said, make ourselves believe. Let's, let's get together in Melville. Now we ain't got hundreds of people to go. We got to go to the same people. But I believe if we'll come out of this church, we we'll loving one another. Thank God, lifting each other up for God. Believing each other as a child of God. Shut up at gossiping if he is any. Thank God, I said I got to win a soul. I, if I I'm gonna be lost if I don't win a soul. Thank God, there's nothing that's important. We got to reach him, and it don't make any difference who. Uh, just uh, just, get, just get on out there. Praise right. right, God, just get on out there. Lots of things happen, And uh, on and on and on. And I do know that that man told some truth. Yes, I thought about while he was talking. I was running the drag line Seal James Company, British Company. And Mr. Montgomery was the superintendent. And they had a job up there above A. Mitt. And a lot of, had some right-of-way problems. Some of them old settlers and them grade stakes, them, them line stakes was close to their property. One man had a business, and and one of the stakes, the crown stake, was within eighteen inches of his building. And and I knew the stakes, maybe, but I didn't know anything else. But one day, Mister Montgomery told me, said, uh, "Mac, I want you to take uh, uh, the rig up, amid and." take these boys, so and so and so and so, what all you need, tell them what all you need, go up there and, and, and do this job. But he didn't tell me that that man had run everybody off that job up there. He's, he never told me a word. All he told me was just where to go and what to do and about what I need to take. I went up there, you know, just another day's work. Let's go. And when when I got there, uh, I, I had the Holy Ghost I hadn't had the Holy Ghost long uh, I don't know I hadn't had the Holy Ghost maybe a year and uh, but uh, this man come out of the store and I walked up and told him man I shook hands with him and I said my name is Mac Mannis and I said I come up here to do this little work here around your place and and I said we're gonna do you a good job I guarantee you that and uh, I was just friendly with him you know and talked to him and and uh, he said, well, I, I'm glad you come. I said, I'm glad, glad you come. We talked on, you know, and, and all. And I said, uh, I see the stake there, right close to your building. I said, that's a shame. But I said, the stake done that. And I said, we'll slope that down. I said, that, that won't be no closer. It won't never be no closer to your building. Time we slope it down on three to one slope. We'll be getting away from you. And I said, we'll do our dead level best. Uh, to, to make it look right, fix your fence back and there, and and man, he he's just liking me, and he said, "Well, uh, hey, Mac, he said before you go to work, you want some coffee? He said, "Come on in and get some coffee." Went in the house and got some coffee with him, sat down and drank coffee, and talked, and I told him some of the men before I left what to do, start them off, what to have a little more time, and uh, you wouldn't believe but, uh, that man, and uh, I still got started to work. He come around and he asked me, said, do you have such and such and such to do this here? I said, I got part of it. He said, if you don't have I got it. He said, I got a lot of tools. And he said, you can have anything I got to, to do this job. And up in the day, I noticed Mr. Montgomery drove down the road. He turned around, drove back. He never comes. Never said nothing to me. He never said, uh, stop, that's what I was doing and nothing. He come up there to see if i still living. Cause that fella had done run everything off. Of I mean, including him. I mean, he told him, he said, don't get back on my property. And, and he sent me up there, but just the Lord help me. Amen. Just uh, the just, Lord help me being friendly. And see, so me and you can do it in Melville. You see, if, uh, us don't, us don't let a frown hit our face when we hit these streets thank God let's hit these streets like teeth shining I always made a a practice on the job where I was I went on the job smiling I spoke to everybody I I I waved at everybody and everybody else and and, and then the boss man said you know old Mac he just kind of brings life on the job he'll help myself and so me and you just let's just don't go around we ain't got nothing to have a long face about we got everything to be glad about we're not dead yet. If there's anything to, to fix, we still got time to fix it. But I want you to know there's some things and some people that can't be fixed. And that's one thing that we need to be concerned about. Some things can't be fixed. But I believe uh, where we at tonight in Melville, in, in, in our church family, with our pastor and the pastor's wife, and all of us killing folks and eating gumbo and, and, and everything else around here. Why come we, we ain't got nothing to have to touch head about? We can fix anything. And God said, Where's the drowned duck? And they hatch it every day. What is a cut fist? They make him wire every day. I got to win a soul. I got to win a soul. Praise God i got a winter soon. Now I know I'm, I'm taking too much of my time. I know, Brother Mace. Uh, there was a, a super Sunday school superintendent standing in his foyer one Sunday morning, and it was raining, hard pouring down rain. And and it was getting close to Sunday school time, and he was just standing out there hoping some of his folks would come. And this little boy come running down the street, and to kind of get out of the rain, he run in on that foyer with his superintendent, and he began to talk to him and said, "How you son. I said, Fine, sir. He said, uh, "What you doing out early this morning?" I'm going to church. He said, "Where are you going to church?" Said, he said, uh, "Right down there, right down there, just the next church." And so the superintendent uh, talking to him. He said, uh, "Son," said, uh, "It's raining hard and bad day." Said, "Why don't you just stay here with, with me today?" And he said, uh, sir." I appreciate it, but I better go on down there." He said, "I better get on down there," and said. And the superintendent, record, he said, Son, why is it that uh, you're so interested in going down there? You don't want to miss not a day. Why are you so anxious to go down there? He said, they love me down there. He said, they love me down there. You see, and that's what me and you need to show our teeth to everybody in this town. Thank God. Wave at them. He you know, lots of times you've got a us preachers, we gotta you wouldn't believe what we got buttoned up on our coat tonight. And if you was to open up Brother Major's coat and look up his sleeves, you'd run out of here. You see we got stuff buttoned up on our coat. Amen. I mean I'm talking to You yeah. <laughs> <You're> my help. <heifer. laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe sometimes we we'll get up to preach. And the, the devil he he fights ahead. That's the reason when they have war, they would never let a captain ride a white horse. And during the war, I'm talking about, they got him a a camouflaged horse. He couldn't ride a white horse because they know that the enemy was after the captain. And so we buttoned it up on our sleeves and we preached. You wouldn't think it's a thing wrong, and you you just wouldn't believe. You just wouldn't believe ever preachers like that. Devil fights us. But you see, we got to be soul winners, and so I'm getting down from up here. Praise God! I appreciate the fact that, and I appreciate this church and for, for being able to be here, in this church with all of y'all. And I tell you what, y'all are a great bunch of people. Everybody that comes here, loves us, loves you, uh, sister. What's the preacher's name, brother? Mister. Stanton, his wife over our southern told me more. Than one. She said this is a great. Church, this is a great bunch of people. These people, and it's not just her. It's all, and so we got something to think about. And so you don't want to be a, a, a sour person in a bunch going around the long. Us all get our heads up. let Us all get our heads up. Yes. And see, not just when we in church here. Uh, not just when here. I'm talking about when we hit the street in the morning. That's right. That's right. Thank God on the on the deer stand. You see, meet a fellow outside man talked to him. Said, have he had it a look. Eh, don't don't be worried about him shooting your deer. If he come by, he gonna shoot him. You would too. <laughs> so, 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 so don't us don't be. Uh, come on. Let's say we soul winners. You might well, You might well a deer hunter. Who who knows? Us us. But we got to be what we are. If we ever do anything, we got to be soul winners. That man said I couldn't be saved without being a soul winner. That scares you, and you got to start out with more than one because you're going to lose some. The law of average don't give us everybody, and so you got to start out with more than one. You think about it. You think about it. Well, I'm happy to be here to help you. I'm my intent to help. And, and Brother Majors got on me the other night about not smiling. I thought I was doing pretty good, but I'm getting better. Yes, sir. I'm gonna smile I don't I, yes, sir. I, I thought I was doing all right, but he he said that I looked a whole lot better if I'd smile. <laughs> and I'll do it. He says that my intentions is to help him and help you and help myself. By helping him and helping you, I'm gonna win me a soul. You see, we need everybody. If I gotta have a soul. I'm gonna go to if I'm gonna go to hell without a soul, I got to get a soul. What's the use of me being baptized in Jesus' name? What's the use of me speaking in tongues if I'm gonna mess around and be lost without winning a soul? It takes it all. Amen. I got baptized in Jesus' name and, and got filled with the Holy Ghost. He, he said, That just give me a start. He said, you should receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And that man said that wasn't going around. He said, that was letting your spirit go out. Reach them. Reach them. And so I've got to get busy. You've got to get busy. And what you say, let's help our children. Let's talk to our children. And uh, let's don't allow our children to to be, uh, uh, you know, to poison with any kind of false said, Oh no son. Oh no baby. That that's that that's uh oh, that's a hundred years old. Forget that. Then we gotta win a soul. And God just stop all this. And let's have church like we I ain't never had church. And it's gonna get of broad out here in this town. And they're going to say, have y'all heard what's going on over here? Have y'all heard? Have y'all heard? Have y'all heard? And the Lord will multiply this thing, multiply the thing. And they, I believe what the man said. We can fill this place up. There's no telling what God should do. Thank God. There's no telling what God should do. Raise your hands and love Him tonight. Praise God. Glory,
1: glory, glory, glory. That's a good lesson. Good lesson, Brother Mac. Good lesson. Amen. Brother Moe, instead of tell us what that, those lessons, those three lessons did for you.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Praise God, brother Marlon. Do you think, like we said, he he spent most of his time in Boston and big cities, but you think it's applicable to where we live and where we work and our setting here? I think it is too. I really do. Praise God, sister Christine. Stand up. And tell us. How this, these three services affected you? What, what your take was on this? to put it in a different light when witnessing is not what you're doing it's what you are Amen. it's what we are we are witnessing uh, we are witnesses it's not what we do it's what we are and the very fact that we're living it and we're presenting ourselves gives the Holy Ghost a chance to work through us Sister Lana what do you get from these lessons Praise God. Brother Bradford, come give us just uh, very briefly, come give us a little uh, commentary, your take on these lessons that Brother Stanford brought to us, and how that you think it's going to impact your effectiveness as a witness.
2: I'd like to say that I deeply appreciate the word of the Lord that were heard. and It was very, very great, very... Thought-provoking, very true, and naturally, I was affected in many different ways and a lot of different aspects of our lives. And we could talk about a whole lot of those things, but probably the thing that I may have related uh, somewhat with what he was teaching was that, particularly, particularly in my own effort to win souls, that. One of the things that I really do strive to do when I walk into a home is to try to appear to be non-condemning. I um, find that lots of times when people have relatives that are stirred and whatever that they'll call me. And sometimes that was in Starks and a few times here. And I often wondered maybe why that was, but after listening to his teaching, and I know there's a lot of other things that he touched on, but I'll just touch on this one briefly, that after those services I began to analyze it some, and I got to thinking that it may be that sometimes if I can enter into a home where people don't know God, And as Brother Mack was saying, we have to first win them to ourselves before we can win them to God. That's why I do not approach an individual with the Scriptures quickly. I do not approach an individual with the plan of salvation quickly, because I know unless it's meeting them like Brother Majors oftentimes does in, in a business or something, somebody where you may never see them again, but I'm aware that I must first gain their confidence and their respect and their love. And then if I go into their home, I find that Pentecost is very common, very popular, very well-known, particularly in Louisiana. And I do not mean this critically. It's just part of an analysis. But one of the hurdles that sometimes that we have to overcome or help people overcome when we begin to witness them is that... They have already been condemned, and they have their defense uh, very, very strongly. And so, uh, many times I've told people that if I'm trying to win a soul to God, I would really rather not have uh, too many apostolics around. And I don't, I don't mean that in a critical way, but what I really mean is that sometimes when you walk into a situation like that, and there are people that maybe love you, but uh they, they have their defense up or maybe maybe even if they don't that we have to we have to in my case sometimes I find myself you would think that I was actually compromising with them. In other words they'll start talking about the blessings of God in their lives and how that they got saved and how that they were healed and how that this happened and that happened. And I could quickly refute that and say, No that didn't happen or you're wrong and you were misled or that was a false or whatever But normally I just kind of nod my head and kind of go along with it. And it's as though that I'm kind of drifting down the river with him. It's kind of like, and I use this little little comparison, it's kind of like I can stand on the bank of the river if someone is out there drowning. And I can be well read on how to teach a person how to swim. And I can call out to them and give them instructions exactly what to do. I can tell them, okay, you're supposed to do your hands this way and your feet this way. And thus and thus and thus and thus. But on the other hand, I can dare to pull my shoes off and wade out in the mud and the water and swim out there to where they are and try to grasp a hold to them and come back with them. And I find myself lots of times in trying to win a soul to the Lord that to go out there where they are and take what they're saying, you know, well, that's. If they've talked about the blessings of God and whatever, we'll go with them and then gradually begin to gently lead them back. And so for me personally, it's not that in our minds we know what the truth is. We know what it's going to take, but we know that, that we have to handle them very, very gently. And so I, I could talk a whole lot along those, with the majors, I, I feel like that it's going to impact my work here uh, more effectively because there's a lot of beautiful thoughts that he did that he made. and I really think that we have a uh, that the we have the great a great door of opportunity before us because we see what we can do. I'll just give one and this this has only happened one time in my life, but I was thinking about I remember the story that sister. Uh, Freeman wrote in the book about the vision of the river of living water, like gold, flowing out of the church and all up and down the streets and into the houses and things like that. And I and I've been inspired by the lot of that a lot of times, and I really think that it does work that way. That. That if we have the Holy Ghost, that God is the one that draws them, and after we gain their confidence and they love us, and then we go in their homes, and the Spirit of God can work on their home, on their hearts, then God can inspire us to begin to share the Word of the Lord with them. I, I it, and I think it works that way in church too. That when people come to church, that God's Spirit has to be given a time to work with them before they can be readily receptive particularly to, to doctrine, though I realize that is a very important thing. So it's I feel very inspired, and I feel like God's going to give us, uh, all of us, a more fruitful work here in Melville.
1: Praise God. Praise God. As Brother Bradford said, it's very important, while the Holy Ghost is reaching out to them, it's important that our personality doesn't cause them to throw up a, a block. Right. Reject it. Reject it. This is very important that uh, we be very conciliatory and reaching out to them while the Holy Ghost is dealing with them. Sister Bonda, you work with a lot of folks. What do these services do for you? That's really basically what he told us. If we just be nice to them and open their mind and open their heart, then the Holy Ghost is dealing with them. And uh, I was thinking, Brother Bradford, while you were saying, before you said it, it's almost sometimes if other people, if other Pentecostals were standing around listening, they would almost think we were compromising with these sinners. It's not that at all. But it is we don't want them to reject it before the Holy Ghost has a chance to reach through and touch him. Brother Anthony, come and give us your uh, take on this, and your commentary on what uh, this approach to soul winning did for you, Brother Anthony.
3: I'll make mine real short. I don't feel qualified to speak about this. Um, I heard Brother Stanford in Baton Rouge before he came here about three months ago. And uh, I applied, I'm i trying to apply what he said. I use it more for personal growth because um, I think probably I have a whole lot to work to do on me before I can be really effective. As a soul winner, uh, I've debated. Brother Majors has put a lot of pressure on me in times past since we're being honest, you know, to hold services up the road and all that kind of stuff. And I've already turn, I've turned him down on all that stuff. Because I really disagree with the method but, uh, but then I've asked myself well what are you doing you disagree with the method then what are you doing nothing um, and, and I've, I really considered you know if I haven't won a the soul then maybe I ought to just sit on the, the bench and not preach again until I do and maybe I do need to do that Just I, that's my thought since I was asked for them that's what I'm thinking um, I'm just not sure I'm not sure what I think about all of it I'm not sure if I think it works here uh, I'm really not, and I questioned Brother Stanford in Baton Rouge when he talked this. I told him our situation here, and I questioned him about some of those things. Um, I'm just not sure, so I guess I'll just ask you to pray for me. Uh, first of all, that uh, that uh, that the the rivers of living water could flow from me to other people. Uh, that my life would really be a testimony uh, to people. Uh, I try to do that a whole lot, and I think I've made an influence, but I've never been able to get somebody to church. Uh, when I taught in Baton Rouge, you know, they, well, what are we going to do when I left? You know, well, what are we going to do? You're the one who kind of helps us spiritually, and, and you know, they would come to me and ask me all kinds of questions, but I never did get them here. So uh, maybe I've got some perfection to do on the method. I'm not exactly just sure, uh, but I'm still thinking about it, still trying, still working on it. Uh, and, and more than being a preacher I want to be a soul winner right. and I want to win somebody to God uh, leading service and all of this stuff is nothing to me that's a talent God gave me it's not a big deal uh, that takes no effort on my part to get up here and talk doesn't take any effort I do that every day I'm a professional um, none of that stuff takes effort for me but to win a soul does and to work on Anthony does a lot of effort because uh being positive doesn't come natural to me uh it's just not my nature to be like that uh i have to work on that so uh that's kind of how i feel i don't know exactly how i feel right now to be honest with you uh to just pray that god will help me to to win a soul i had somebody tell me at school today you know some things that made me feel that perhaps i'm i'm being a witness and that my life has been a witness, sure. and um. Uh, just not sure. That's just what I think right now. Not exactly sure what I think about a lot of things. I'm analyzing it in my head and uh, maybe before this year is over with or ne- next year I can I can bring one person that I won personally to the Lord.
0: Amen.
1: Praise God. I think
3: uh, while Brother Mac was talking
1: if I don't win a soul I can't be saved. It's really not in Scripture that says that. I must be a soul winner. It doesn't say I must win a soul. It said I must be a soul winner. Uh, I. There's such a thing as being a farmer, and uh, all you do is plow and plant. A lot of lot of farmers they they contract the harvest. The harvest they come in. They have harvesters that go through the country doing the harvest. But that farmer planted and cultivated, even though he cannot personally say, I harvested 68 bushels of beans to the acre. He didn't harvest any at all. But he formed and he planted, and there would have been no harvest without his effort. And so, Brother Mac, we join together. I'm a soul winner, you're a soul winner, you're a soul winner. The Bible plainly said, one plants, one waters, God gives the increase. And I'm not sure, and maybe maybe this, I'm trying to help my conscience, but as I stand here right now, I am not sure that I by myself have ever won a soul to the Lord by myself. Oh, I've gone and got people and brought them and helped pray them through, but probably everybody that I've ever worked on, somebody else worked on them too. Someone preached to them, someone helped pray them through, someone helped... Uh, perfect them and so it's not a matter of uh, now you get away this one's mine you back up I want to try to get one by myself so that I can go to heaven when I die not at all but we're team players let's all get in there do our part let our light shine be a testimony be a witness and, uh, and we're soul winner somebody's been a soul winner around here through the years Amen. Don't say, I've never. Don't, don't don't look at yourself and say, oh God, I've never done something. Somebody's done something around here. I think the truth is, amen, we've all done a part of it. We've all done a part of it. And uh, Brother Anthony, don't say you're not a soul winner. You have helped contribute, Brother Bradford, Brother Scott, everybody has helped contribute to whatever is being done. And it's not a matter of this one's mine, this one's stamped. I've got one now by my alone self. I'm really not worried about that. I just want to be sure that I'm contributing in influence and testimony, the Spirit of God working through me, that we're doing our part. And let's let's be involved. As Brother Anthony said, it is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. Brother Charles, come up here and tell us what these services did for you i think it's very important very very important very important i'm going to tell you it did a lot for me it did a lot for me i learned a lot my approach will be different not only my approach but uh, uh but my uh, my zeal I, I told brother stanford i said not only do i want skill i want zeal very Amen. I don't want to only know how, but I, I want the drive and the urge and the the passion to do it. Amen. Bless you, Brother Charles.
4: Well, I'm kind of like Brother Anthony. Uh, I've seen a lot of things and heard a lot of different ways to win souls. But I believe this, whatever works for you, that's what you use. You do it, and the Bible had 40 different writers over 1,600 years and the apostles and prophets and teachers and vandals they were all different people but God used them. You understand what I'm talking about? So you don't have to be like me to be a soul winner and I don't have to be like you. Whatever works for me now, I got out there yes uh, last week and cut my neighbor's yard.
1: That's good. That worked.
4: He said, bro, Phillip, who cut my yard? That's probably an angel. <laughs> See, we're working on that family. Sure. That's right. I go over there, and I they got a new baby. They had not seven years, and I call her Tootie. Boy, she laughs. She loves me and Sister Phillips. You, you understand what I'm about? Sure. That's my way. And uh, you can win people to you and win people to the church, but uh, are they saved? That's the main thing. We're not out to win friends. We're out to make converts. And I have seen, and I'm not trying to put a damper on this, but I've seen people claim to win souls, and a year later they're still in shorts. They ain't ever quit smoking. You understand what I'm talking about? We out to make converts, church. Don't get me wrong. I know, I know that I've knocked on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doors. And I'm not bragging. I've just done it. And I do it all the time. But we're not out just to make friends. We out to make converts. Change people. And uh, I believe that with all my heart. Because I can make like Marlon said uh, the people on his job I mean they showed him how to be friendly but we cannot win them unless we friendly
1: exactly right you understand
4: what I'm talking about but uh, I mean I don't want a house full of people that has never repented you know it's hard to repent uh, uh never hearing the truth in fact you can't repent without knowing truth he said, no, the truth, and the truth will set you free. So how can you repent? How can you be saved? Uh, I know I'm, I'm bringing up something, but I just want you to know we've got to be balanced, church.
0: Yeah, we understand that.
4: We've got to be balanced. And I'm seeing churches fill up with people, but not converts. Amen? But the way I've always tried to do it is uh, get people... Uh, uh to lighten me and like I said do things for my neighbors I go out and there's uh, men in the park and I go talk to them go visit them and I don't even talk about church but gradually little by little I start telling them different things and I believe that 100% anytime a preacher or anybody else will stand and start downgrading what somebody else got you, you, you shouldn't even open your mouth my wife is the only one in her family saved. Now, if you get up here and start talking about the Catholic people, you hurt her. And you had not done one bit of good. What I've tried to do is try to start from where they are. Not downgrade their experience, but work from there. That's all you can do. Now, uh, David, her little nephew, I mean, the boy was an alcoholic. He was drinking at 13 years old. He went to Vermilion, cost $20,000 for 30 days. He come out, he said, Uncle Charles, I was worse than when I went in. He went to the Baptist church. Now, you listen to this. And he started going there, and they prayed for him, and God delivered that boy. You'll never take that away from that boy. That's right. Now, if I go there and tell him, David, you ain't got to. That's it. Right. He shut me. We, we went the other day, and my wife and I, and we, we taught them a Bible lesson. And I mean, man, they were looking in that Bible. And when I left, uh, uh, she wanted the book, and so they studied that word. And of course, I may do different than you, but what I'm saying, what works for me, may not work for you. Just like preaching, what works for me don't work for you. But we try to put everybody in a mold. You understand know what I'm talking about? Well, I mean Isaiah, I mean, man, he was the king's palace. You know, he's a fancy dude. Huh? But old Hosea, he had to marry a harlot. You understand know what I'm talking about? But God used them all. So, church, don't go around down on yourself because you don't have as much ability or much education as somebody else, use what God give you. Amen? Amen. Use what God give you. Brother Mike was a big operator. But I'm going to tell you what. They had people with shovels had to go clean that ditch out for them unless he was extra an hour operator, that he got everything out level it all get it right on the grave you understand what I'm talking about they couldn't run that big rig but somebody had to use them shovels
1: right.
4: amen? amen I hadn't just started this yesterday I, when, when I got in church I started witnessing people 33 years ago 34 and a half years ago and I know my ways are not your ways, and your ways are not my ways, but uh, whatever worked for you. And being friendly is the number one thing. That's right. Being friendly is the number one thing. And I love what Brother Major said. And, and I'm not trying to take away this one soul or two soul. What about the man in the Bible? Uh, everything he had burned up. He said, but you still be saved. But he said, You'd be saved by fire. Well, I, I studied them scriptures and I never I couldn't until the other day I was praying, it come to me. What if I passed or try to win people my whole lifetime that has the hard ground? Or the people with thorns in their life. Well, I come up, I work my whole life. They live for God a while and they leave. They live for God a while and they leave. He said, You're going to still be saved. It depends what kind of ground you're working with, too. And, uh, Milton, my brother-in-law, Milton rather take a beating than to go knock the door. I mean, he just, he, he just, don't, I mean, he gets, he gets nervous. And, uh, I thought, there was praying some people through it in Lafayette Brother Cooley was there of course you know us Cajuns how we are we got our little groups and uh, some going to Shoney some going, you know wherever in town Sunday night after church well they're praying new people through and they're just staying around
0: you know